your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to That Scale RC Show for episode 72 and the first one of 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Travis, along with Jay and Adam, and sorry for the break. <laughs> it wasn't planned, <laughs> but we're back. We're finally yeah. here. We had a good couple days without power. Yeah, welcome, here, to, so. uh, welcome, yeah. welcome to 2021, our first episode. That's right. First episode of the year. So. And that's it. It'll be one and done. We'll see you next year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We survived 2020. Well, it was off to a good start with the power outage, which delayed our recording. So. God. It's all right. We made it, though. Scooter Scott's, like, grilling me over generators and stuff. I don't know what he's on about. (laughs) Is he still going? Yeah, like I haven't <laughs> checked my phone again, but it's just like, yeah, man. Like, and plus, I'm pretty sure with Adobe and it being cloud based, I can't do any drawing without internet or electricity. And one without well, the other doesn't do me any good. Well, what was funny was uh, we got a handful of uh, listeners that have volunteered their own homes for you to go over to if the power goes out. <laughs> oh, neat. <laughs> I'm going to have to. Show, show up with a U-Haul with all my work stuff in the back of it. And what's chill. up, man? Where's your bathroom at? Yeah, you chill off go. for the day, and then by the time you make it home, power's on. Yep. <laughs> the way it always works. Yeah, because uh, Jay King RC, Jay can use my house, but I want wraps for everything first. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, pro- you don't. You don't really mean that. Well, the problem is, is you gotta <laughs> you gotta get to the house to make the wraps. So that's true. How do you want this to work, there, bud? Oh, so yesterday was the first time that I've actually like left since the power outage and stuff. Oh my god, dude! Like the sides of the roads were so destroyed and everything still with trees and stuff down all over. Oh, yeah. Like it, it was some major happening going on you, you should have seen it like the morning it happened because i got up to go to work and i was like whole way there i was just like swerving around debris that sucks yeah it was crazy <laughs> well, the, well the, the funny thing was is i didn't find out that like there was a storm until like after i'd like gotten to work and all that and power wasn't <laughs> on everything because i slept through it besides like a little bit of spurt of rain and so wow. I woke up and I was just like, dude, what happened? <laughs> dude, our our house like sounded like it was going to freaking blow away. Like it, the wind was 75 here, 75 miles an hour. And it blew two like big, heavy 12 foot long ocean kayaks like off of our deck. Like that's yeah. how strong the wind was. I've never seen that happen. It was just crazy, crazy God, storms. That's so. crazy. I'm glad it's over now. It's saying we're supposed to get snow for 
this weekend and I think that'll Friday. Be, that'll that'll we'll have like snow on the ground maybe four inches or so for about six hours and it'll be gone until next year i will like in all honesty be super bummed if it if i wake up friday morning and it's snowing like it needs to at least wait until the end of day yeah then because then i don't have anywhere to be on the weekend and then that's fine but i really don't want to commute in that because boy if people couldn't drive up here already they really can't do it during snow oh dude oh my god i'm so happy i don't have to drive to that to you know, driving that to work every day like we did when we lived in Oregon. Like, yeah. dude, you'd be driving down a four-lane highway and you're just driving along and here's somebody, like, crossing all four lanes backwards in front of you off into the ditch and you've just missed them by, like, 15 feet. And you're like, oh, cool, all right, I survived that. You know, what's next? And well, it was just, like, <laughs> it was that way every freaking day to work. Well, and- plus all the guys that have trucks that are, you know, four-wheel drive that just think that that's the automatic antidote for snow. Oh, dude. And so then they just get so stupid. When I snowboarded a lot driving up to Mount Bachelor, like it was just like this running joke because you would always see Subarus in the ditch on the way up to the (laughs) mountain, you know? And it's like all, it's all the Subaru owners that think they're just absolutely invisible, you know? Oh, I got all wheel drive. It's an Outback, you know? And so then, you know, you're (laughs) going up the mountain and the dude that just passed everybody, you know, doing fucking 70 you know on packed snow with gravels off in the ditch and you're like yeah kind of knew that was coming (laughs) you know they're passing the ski resort buses that take people from town up to the mountain and stuff i mean just gnarly god that was some of the scariest driving i think was in wintertime driving up century drive to mount bachelor i believe it it was so gnarly. Some, somebody cut a bus off, and it was a year where there was, like, a lot of, lot of heavy snowfall. And so, like, the snow piled up on the shoulder of the road was, like, you know, 10, 12 feet tall. Like, you're driving, and all you see is white, you know, out the passenger window. And there's a bus in front of me, and, of course, somebody's, you know, being pissy and impatient and decides they're going to pass the bus, and everybody else at the bus is holding up and – so the bus panic stops and like, dude, I would have plowed into this dude in front of me so bad. And like, I literally had to take the passenger side front corner of the truck and like push it into the wall of snow on the right hand side to like physically slow the truck down to keep from hitting the dude in front of me. Like it was just, Christ. there was always something like that. And you're just like, man, you know, at what point, like somebody's going to kill me going up here and I'm already paying like $150 for a lift ticket for the day. So forget it. Nope. No, thanks. Yeah. You can't trust people. And that's the end of the day. Like that's the story at the end of the day. Like, Oh yeah. Like everyone's got something to prove where they're terrified. They don't know how to handle yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, honestly, like people driving and being scared can be just as dangerous. So <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. There's really no win in this situation at all, other than just stay home and avoid people in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Best way to beat traffic is just don't go. Basically. Yeah. Just work at home. <laughs> yep. Make sure you have a generator, though, or Scott's going to give you hell. <laughs> Adam, how was your break? Oh, it was, uh, I don't know, not really exciting. I worked. Um, 
I got a couple parts ordered. Well, I ordered the parts a while ago, but they finally showed up because Shapeways is a little slow. Um, started working on my finally got the body for my um AX10 Scorpion. So I gotta finish swapping over some wheels and then that thing will be ready to roll. Um I painted it up to look just like the SCX24. Um and that's really about it. Nothing else really exciting. So um yeah. All right. We kind of, I don't know, there's not a lot going on on our front, too, aside from, like, just, I don't know. We can't really talk about most of the stuff that we're currently working on. <laughs> Unfortunately. So like, All yeah. right, well, never mind. I'm, I'm waiting on my Cholo uh, flannel to show up. It should. It went out, well, yesterday, so it'll probably be there tomorrow, I bet. You're either two days or three days. I forget. I honestly don't remember right now. Or a month, you know. Post office, yeah, depending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, they've been, they've been pretty timely. Um, I ordered a Amen order on Friday, and it showed up today. You know, and that was with having Monday be a federal holiday, so there was no mail. So, well, you you got better, you got better luck than me, but I learned something though about Amen, which I didn't know until who said it. It, I think it was. Chris Prestwood told me I didn't know that they had a warehouse out of North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it'll say that it's available. So now I understand what it means by when it says it's available online and not in the store is because it's at their warehouse. So they actually have two warehouses. Well, yeah, I know that. Okay. But but I guess they come from like different ones. So anyways, because I ordered something because I'm donating some chargers to Operation 11 uh, Charlie, because I guess he's got two rigs that he needs to give out, but he likes to give them out with like a charger, and nobody has stepped up. So I ordered them. Oh, nice. It took like two and a half weeks for those things to show up. Oh man. Oh well, uh, I'll tell you after the show. R- remind me to tell you what's going on there. Uh, okay. Well, anyways, I just was kind of like, I ordered those like. The, like the week before Christmas and they showed up like last week. I was like, what the heck? I mean, I know it was Christmas. I know all the stuff was crazy, but I was like, I ordered some other stuff from like, you know, not even RC related and it showed up in like two days. Hmm. Well, ac- actually, I guess I can say it like it, it's not going to cause any issues or anything. No. So what happened is somebody in their shipping and receiving department got had COVID. Um, yeah. And so they had to like, basically shut down and try and work from home and stuff. And like everybody had to quarantine and make sure they're okay. So that's what happened. So there was a, there was a period there that slowed up their shipping and receiving and stuff. So, yeah, I was going to say it. um, That's kind of like what's going on with our big warehouse for our electrical supplies. Um, I guess we went there to go pick up some material and we showed up. And the doors were all shut. We're like, the heck's going on? It's like the middle of the week. And we and it just said, Oh, we're they they were closed, whatever. They had a sign posted on the door, and we're like, All right. Well, the second time we went by the following day, they had to adjust the dates to that date now. So we're like, What is going on? So I finally went and read the fine print, which you don't you can't read unless you get out of the vehicle. And it said one of our staff members 
may have come in contact with COVID. So they have to go through safety protocols and this, that, and the other, and they're waiting for tests back and all that stuff. So, yep, it's, it's going around. We had a guy just be a complete dumbass and flip out, like saying that like the whole COVID thing is an excuse and all this stuff. And it's like, man, regardless of what your personal beliefs are, like, it actually is happening and affecting things, you know, like, I don't care if you don't believe it or not, that doesn't change like the facts of the situation where, you know, suppliers and stuff had somebody test positive. So they have to, you know, shut down and quarantine things like that. It's like, you know, that that's happening everywhere. Like just because, you know, you watch Fox news and think that it's all, fake and this is you know some conspiracy it's doesn't change the facts of what's going on i think one of the rc yeah. tracks down in portland got uh had a bit of an outbreak i think it had like three or four people test positive for it not surprised no me neither no i was I mean gonna, I, was gonna, I was gonna say even fox isn't even that great on reporting that stuff anymore no. <laughs> yeah oh i'm just i'm not gonna go there but i'm just gonna say all media is the same so oh yeah no i'm with you no it's just funny you only can listen to alex jones now no (laughs) is that is that the crazy guy yes yeah okay yeah he's that dude's off his rocker man (laughs) entertainment show yeah uh he gets so heated well i think that's part of the persona it's kind of like is, is that what it is as a persona? Well, is that's he, what he, he just that's what he told the divorce weirdo. lawyers. That's what he told the divorce I, lawyers. I was uh, going to say, I think it's a little bit of both because like I said, I don't really want to go this like direction, but like my dad listens to some talk radio and there's certain, he tells me all the time. He's like, Oh, when so-and-so gets in this rant, you know, I just can't, you know, I can't sit there and listen to it. Cause he just starts screaming. And I was like, <laughs> you know that you do know that that's how that's like a design. Like he does that. He talks all calm and then he ramps it up right when he gets all to the point, like the meat and potatoes. Then he kind of like calms down again once he's like got his point across and he continues on with the show. Then he ramps up again. I said, haven't you figured that out by now? Dude, his face, like he is so animated. Like the guy reminds me of how bad actors are on like WWE and stuff. Like (laughs) he reminds me of that. Yeah, he had some pretty good podcasts with Rogan too. Those were those yeah. were fun to listen to. Yeah does he does he like come clean and actually like ditch the persona? And... Oh no no, it was crazy. Like it oh, was wow. it was a very wild. Like I think the the second one was like four hours. Oh wow! Because um, some somebody said like Gordon Ramsay, like it's all an act too. He's actually like a super nice guy supposedly. But I believe that more about him than I do like Alex Jones. Like yeah, like there, there's definitely like an entertainment to what Alex does, but like it didn't really come out that it was like a like a, a personality thing, and or like a like a entertainment like persona or anything like that until like his wife had filed for divorce and like he had to like fight for the custody of his kids because like one of the things that she was trying to leverage against him was info wars <laughs> listen to this crazy yeah. asshole yeah. well really i mean when your dad is when your dad is sitting in your basement going the 5g is spreading the covid then yeah, you yeah. know <laughs> it, i mean that makes a pretty strong case to a judge 
So, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, it's just one of those things, but I mean, like I'll, I'll, I'll find myself on videos and I like listen to those podcasts just cause like I find them entertaining to listen to. I don't like list, like buy a word of it, but I right. like, it's just so funny to like try and try and be, be in his headspace for a couple hours and try and dissect everything that he's saying, which is a lot. So, which is a lot. (laughs) Crazy people just put me off really bad and I just don't like listening to them. (laughs) So, you know, like, it just... (laughs) My thing with all that is it's like if if there could be some sort of, like, rational, like, explanation to why you're saying what you're saying, like, if there's, like, I guess you could say facts or evidence... Uh, supporting what you're saying then yeah i could probably i'll digest it and kind of come up with my own thoughts but like when you come up with like some of the craziest off the wall far reach that you're just like yeah that's um that's totally some you know made up crap yeah yeah that's funny (laughs) uh so when i was on my leave of absence in bakersfield there was a dude there that was my neighbor and he (laughs) drags me outside one day and there was just a lot of contrails and stuff. And, uh, you know, because got like LAX down there and Ontario and stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of air traffic and he drags me outside and he's like, you smell it. You smell that shit. They're spraying it in the air. Like just starts (laughs) freaking (laughs) out. Dude, you really think they're like crop dusting us right now with like MK Ultra mind control serum or something? Like, what the hell's the matter with you, dude? He's like, you can smell it in the air. It just, yeah, the crazy conspiracy theorist people just really, I don't know. It, like I said, it just, it really puts me off and I don't like it, listening so to it at all. It but depends. I also just don't like listening to people that, to begin with well so it depends here's here's the differentiator is like there are the crazy people like alex jones who like are a bit of a lol cow in the sense that like it's it's funny to listen to them and the crazy things they're saying and you don't like really have a lot of investment into what they're saying because you know going in what you're gonna get then there's a difference between guys like that and then the people who like who like genuinely just like believe that sort of thing and will argue with you and argue with you and argue with you about it, about like, you know, Oh, how the, like all the school shootings were staged and stuff like that. And they've all got crisis actors (laughs) and everything else. And because the thing, and like when they talk about like media control and symbolism and all that crazy stuff, like, Oh yeah. Yep. And the thing that gets frustrating about those people is that when you ask them the questions, like you, you know, you try and like get deeper into what they're like, saying basically you're asking them to like you know why do you believe this they can never answer it they can never give you any or they get yeah or they get pissed or they just deflect and start talking about all sorts of other stuff like yeah they never can just answer the question and that's what makes those people like i listen to i listen to a podcast i listen to a podcast of, of like that um one guy had made a youtube video and he was like and there's nothing against like you know like christianity or anything like that like just real quick but like some people were like they were talking about like a, yeah, you know, he, he he has like a really hardcore like a 
like really hardcore Christian following. And he was talking like he, he was picking apart this YouTuber who has this podcast that I listen to every now and again. And he was talking about like how, you know, he always wears white or black to represent the base consciousness and how, (laughs) how he like, you know, how his videos are part of like a big media plan to like normalize things like, like porn in the media world to like, you know, get children, all children, all brainwashed and stuff like that. And so like they made this video, this guy makes this video to like 3,000 followers. And so the, they, ha- they, they invite him onto the podcast to like defend himself. And to like, because I mean, also too, like they put him up, they put him up to the guy that he was like pulling apart and then obviously told, com- you know, put a complete 180 on it. But they like, they brought him onto the, like this podcast. And I only made it to like 20 minutes in before I was like actually like pissed off listening to it because they kept trying to ask him about the things like, all like the, you know, symbolism, how people talk about like, oh, there's triangles and everything and stuff like that. And I kept trying to ask him about that stuff and like he couldn't answer any of it. And finally I was, I had to turn it off and I was like, that's the difference. Like those people are infuriating to listen to, but oh, yeah, sometimes there's people are just funny and it's, right. it's worth the laugh. I actually, it was kind of funny, um, you know, how a lot of our stuff there for a while had like, you know, like a hexagon pattern to it and everything. Yeah. And I, this, I can't remember who it was now or where I was, but somebody freaked out telling me that that's um, satanic imagery and, you know, because it was like six sided or something it's six, six, six or whatever, you know, I'm just like, Okay. <laughs> you know, just, I had to count in my head real quick to verify that that was a six-sided shape. I didn't. That's a yeah. weird parallel to make. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, "Wow, I did not know that. That is incredible." And uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember where it was, but yeah, and like Contrail dude, his other thing was um, not the Illuminati. It was um, oh Freemasons. Talked mm-hmm. a lot about Freemasons um, and how, you know, like he was just very much into all the secret organizations and stuff like that. And it just, it was super entertaining, but sometimes you were just like, dude, come on, knock it off. Like, especially like drags you outside. Like you can smell that shit in the air. It's well, like, they can't keep it to themselves. Yeah, no, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta tell everybody about it. They gotta share well, no, it. Because they need validation. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah, dude, it's happening. You're not crazy. Can't like, like anybody yeah. be a Freemason wink, though. Wink. Can't like anybody just sign up to be in the Freemasons. I know I a couple people. So. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get the whole like secret society thing about it because all I, as far as I, I mean, I, I don't know, obviously, but as far as I understand, all you have to do is just be like, I think I'm going to join the Freemasons now. Uh, you I, you can't have a criminal history. Um, what else? There, there's some, like, you have to be a, I don't know, I can't remember. Oh, I'm there's, sure there's requirements, there's but like, and stuff, but... there's definitely requirements, but it's not like you know, specifically people who can pull the strings and things like that. Yeah, no, it was something that was kind of surprising, like um, TJ Bell, who's a guitarist slash bassist, depending on what day of the week it is for Escape the, for Escape the Fate, he um, joined the Freemasons and made like a big deal of it on his social media and everything, which is kind of weird. Interesting. Yeah, really, really strange. But yeah, no, so I mean, it was just, you know, all the craziness and everything with 
secret societies and vibrations and it was just so far out there that I was just like, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like I get that you're lonely and like you kind of think we're friends because you're next door, but like I don't buy into any of what you're saying here. So don't get mad at me if I don't have the, you know, same outlandish reactions that you do to air traffic flying over us right now. You know, like it really doesn't bother me as much as it seems to bother. You should have just went along with it and like told him the earth is flat and too. Like, Oh God. That stuff is actually pretty funny. You should have played along. Well, okay. So real quick, this is before we, before we actually move on to toy trucks, um, (laughs) real quick. I don't know if I ever talked about this on the podcast, uh, but there was a guy, um, who went by the name Mad Mike, who was like a, who was, he was a, he was a flat earther and he was a, like a pretty, pretty popular dude in the flat earth community. And, uh, emphasis on was. And, um, so he had, he launched this like Kickstarter program. I think, I think he launched a Kickstarter and he was going to build a rocket. That's right. To launch it out of his backyard to see for himself that the earth is flat. Cause you know, like, you know, in airplanes and stuff like that, it's all manipulation, things like that. And everything that NASA does is doctored. And, you know, so, um, <laughs> and, uh, so they, he does this and the rocket explodes and he dies. Did he die? Yeah. Cause I remember he bitched about getting shut down once like the FAA or somebody's like, yo dude, you can't, build and fire i think the first i think the first time i don't know the story well enough to like recite all of it i'd have to go back and look but i know his most recent attempt go is you know obviously he died and yeah it blew up something happened but yeah so we never found out hope it was worth it yeah i mean i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i mean that's that's one thing i I mean I, I guess I could kind of care either way, but yeah, I mean, uh, just one of those things, like, it's just funny the things that people do, but yeah, I just wanted to share that. Cause I was like, um, I didn't realize he died. I remember seeing a picture of that dude, like straddling a rocket in his backyard. Like, yeah, he just, I, yeah, he, he got up to like a certain height. It wasn't very high. And I think something happened and it just blew up. So yeah, I mean, this isn't that, honestly, this isn't that recent. I think this was actually about a year ago now, but you know, yeah, anyways, but to cap that off. Moral of the story is the Earth is actually flat. The only reason why there's like a curvature on the horizon is because our eyes are round. <laughs> if our eyes were flat, it would be flat too, and you could see that it's a flat Earth. Well, <laughs> watch, I mean, watch, we'll, we'll get an inbox message after this. Someone's like, hey, it actually is flat, man. Signed, Mister So and So of the Freemasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, toy trucks. Um, yeah, I don't know if there was anything like real topic wise we wanted to get into tonight because it's been Dude, a little bit slow. Like, like I haven't been anything. checking the anything like as far as like news goes. I yeah, I I was on, I was on Live RC when I like last week when I recorded Track Walk. That's the last time I was on there, and I've been on a Facebook hiatus pretty much, so I haven't been seeing There's anything new. 377 new drag chassis that you can buy. That's, that's <laughs> new. They're all carbon fiber. 
Um, let's see what else. What Have else we? Well, this, on a little more serious note, I forget. Was the rift out the last time we did a show, or was it not? No, no, this, no, this, it wasn't. So I guess the rift so, is actually news. So the rift is actually news, and the thing that was actually kind of like I thought was pretty ironic was I put up that post about seeing a scale Dana 60 and a 14 bolt because you know it's a pretty common axle configuration in anybody who builds a off-road rig in the real world um 60s are super strong uh front driving axle and 14 bolts are cheap and super strong uh for a rear axle so I was just like you know I'm surprised we haven't seen any more scale you know, models of that. And then the rift came out and they had a 14 bolt. It just looks a little funky, but it's a 14 bolt. And I think, you know, what's crazy is I don't think everybody kind of understands why there's um, 14 bolts in the front of the rift. If you actually go and like follow the roots of where the rock bouncing started, they used to use sixties and the 60s would break. So they were like, we need to come up with something that's stronger. So they started making their own like homebrewed 14-bolt front axle so they would have stronger parts so that would handle all the abuse they were doing. So it was kind of interesting to see them put the 14-bolt up front as well. But I just don't think there's a lot of people that realize that. It's kind of a cool detail to add to them. You know, like just that little extra bit. Well, I think it's actually a little crazy that they went all out. They got scale rotors. Um, oh, wait, scale- that thing has rotors too? Yeah. That's rad. Yeah, it's got scale rotors, uh, and the rotors actually have the caliper. No, so the caliper sits there, and the rotor actually spins between the cal- the brake caliper. Weird. That's really it's- cool. It's pretty. It's pretty scale. I mean, it's it's a nice looking truck. The thing I'm a little confused about, but I think I'll probably answer my own question is. It sounds like it's already brushless when you get it. Yeah, I think it has that Spectrum brushless system that comes yeah. in the uh, Baja Ray. Oh, okay. I do believe. Which, if that's the case, that thing is a rocket ship, dude. So, chances are that. Uh, rift is going to be really really quick yeah that's that's what i've heard so i mean i don't know like i said it looks cool um definitely an interesting rig uh i my only thing with the rift is and i truly like say this you know with i don't know like the utmost respect for everything that axial does i just wonder if it's going to be like another smt 10 it's going to be really cool it's going to have a really um you know, like, is it going to be its own, like, little niche, and it's going to be, like, its own little section, and it'll never really kind of, like, grow? Or is it, are we going to start seeing something new? Like, are we going to see other people wanting to come out with something similar, you know? Um, like, is rock bouncing going to become a thing, or is it just kind of be, like, its own little entity? It's the thing that I think is kind of that it has working against it is that it's just not as the terrain for something like that to be fun. Isn't super easily accessible for people. 
you know, like there's way more places with like rocks and stuff and trails that you can run a scaler on and stuff, but there's not many rocky, slimy, muddy hills and stuff to like do some scale rock bouncing and really have fun with because, you know, you're going to kind of be tearing up the terrain and everything else. And that really limits where you're able to go drive the thing. So, you know, I don't know. I, I hope that it, takes off and is big and is a success because i think it's cool and i absolutely would like to i mean not just get one because of work and stuff you know with templing it for you know the panels for wraps but like i i really do think it's kind of a cool rig and be neat to like check out in person and stuff oh yeah no it definitely looks cool um the front axle design's sick the way they have the servo set in it that's pretty Mm -hmm. rad i do like the tilt back that's pretty cool yeah so it kind of keeps it out of harm's way. You still get your full, um, you know, steering. So, yeah. No, that's pretty cool. Um, metal shock bodies, metal caps. Yep. And they that's said that cool. they think they finally figured out a way to keep your shocks from leaking, but we'll see. Interesting. I know it's got the same bumpers, those little orange rubber bumpers uh-huh. uh, at the bottom of the shock shaft. Those are the same exact ones that come on the Baja Ray and the Rock Ray. Interesting. Yeah, so there's probably some low-C shock technology going on there. And if that's the case, uh, yeah, they probably won't leak if they're low-C stuff because that's not normally an issue. I mean, I I had one of their short courses that I raced for years. You know, it was like the 10 SCTE. And, uh, like, I'd never had any kind of issues with shocks leaking or anything. Their stuff's always been pretty solid. Same with Associated. And then also, their um, the retails four ninety nine. Nice. You see that they did double shear upper shock mounts. Yes, and then the so, other thing, uh, the other thing that's pretty cool about it too is, at first when I saw these tires, and it said Super Swamper Boggers TSL Bogger, I'm like, those aren't a bogger. But when you stare at it long enough, you realize it's a bogger that looks like somebody had did like their own homebrew like custom cut like cut on it like right it, so like at first it threw me for a loop because i'm like why would you say it's a tsl bogger when it's not and then i stared at it a little bit longer and i and it finally made sense yeah, the big side lugs it looks like they just took like a chunk out of the center yep. of each big side lug that stretches from the sidewall across to the middle but yep i mean otherwise like i said it, it's pretty cool um, I'd love to get my hands on one just to, to have fun, you know, kind of like oh, a basher. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely answers people that are into like the basher. So, um, and then you, you are right. It's the Spectrum 2200 KV brushless motor with their Spectrum Firma 130 amp smart ESC. So, oh, so is that the uh, ESC and, and receiver in one? Or no, oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, see right here. Oh, you know uh, what? Baja it's in, Ray has a thirty-eight hundred kV. So the they included Spectrum DX3 radio uh, has DSMR technology for superior range. Blah 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 blah. It's also fully compatible with the smart telemetry telemetry uh potential of the vehicle's installed Spectrum Firma one thirty amp smart ESC. So 
Yeah, so it sounds like the ESC and receiver are all one. Crazy. You know, Spectrum has a servo that has a receiver built into it, too. I saw one day. Really? Yeah, just crazy stuff. I wonder how all that's, like, especially with, like, hobbying and stuff, like, how that's going to work out for him. Because, it, like, I remember when Orion tried it and it just didn't catch on. And then, you know, it kind of just disappeared. No one thought about it for a few years. And then now, all of a sudden, it's back. You know, the whole ESC motor combo. I think the issue, it didn't really convince anybody in the racing world that it was a good move for a variety of reasons besides people not really wanting to break status quo. As I do see a lot of people, I haven't seen like a lot of builds with them, but I do see the fusion get dropped a lot in comments and stuff like that, uh, talking about, you know, getting one. So, I mean, I assume people are happy with it. Well, I know the Orion one wasn't uh, censored and supposedly the, hobby wing one is actually censored yeah which that's gonna make everybody a lot more happy anyways yeah i forgot i forgot what it was like to drive something that was sensorless like that baja ray when i drove it for the first time it's just just chattering cogging so bad i was like man it's been a while since i've heard that sound (laughs) right now that rift is that that rift is pretty cool Excited to see them. Uh, it's a around. brave release, I think. It, no, it is. Oh, it yeah. really is. No, it definitely is. So they're gambling cool. on that one. But um, yeah, back to what I was saying. I just like thought it was pretty like ironic that we put that post out and then this got released and it had some of the stuff we were talking about. So, but um, yeah, it's a like I said, cool rig. Um, seems to come with a lot of goodies right out of the box so looks like it's got provisions for some sort of sway bar too in the back i noticed because yes in the running video like holy torque twist jesus yes like i don't want to hear anybody on the element groups complain about torque twist after seeing the video of this thing run <laughs> well, <laughs> like it's so bad well the funny th- the funny thing is is Historically, all of Axial's 2.2 rigs have horrible torque twist. Yeah, I mean... The OG Wraith, right out of the box, you used to punch it, the thing would dip to the one side. Yeah, it's crazy the way that works with these things. So, but yeah, no, it's super cool. Um, But other than that, I don't really think there was any really big releases. No, there was the Losi monster truck... Yep. Um, that's out. You can buy the roller now. It's at, I see it at A-Main. Um, looks like an, yet another uh, Spectrum DX5 Rugged in a different color from the seven other colors, I guess, or something they got going on now. I thought they only had, like, the orange was, like, the only... They had orange and green, and then the one I'm seeing right now is silver. Oh, it's about time they added a normal color. Maybe I'll end up getting one. Because I just could not, I, I'm sorry, I just could not fathom getting a, like, bright orange remote. <laughs> Your Nerf DX5. It's so yeah. you don't get shot by hunters when you're out scaling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Safety orange radio. Oh, was there any other news besides the Rift? Not really. I'm on A-Main looking at the Just Arrived, and it's a lot of Hobbywing motors and ESCs. Yeah, I didn't check the coming soon yet, which probably I'll have the rift. 
Oh, there's that RC four-wheel drive cross-country, just a plastic China JK type body on a trail finder or Jalan chassis. I can't really tell. Um, what is the chassis? No, it looks, oh, I don't know. No, it looks different. The motor's facing backwards too. It's got a weird trans. No, maybe it is a different platform now. I don't know the whatever that weird powder blue color like it just put me off so bad that I didn't even want to look at the car. Yeah. Yeah, LMT. That's what it is. Boy, those are not cheap, are they? For the RTR, five ninety nine. Yep. The only thing I think it's pretty cool is they actually kind of uh, they broke away from the iconic Grave Digger to an extent. I mean, they still have the Grave Digger, but they also went with Son of a Digger, which was cool because they still kind of kept it in the iconic family, but they yeah. picked another team that's not like you know the first thing you think of when you think of Monster Jam. Yeah, exactly. So. That thing does look really good. Like this yeah, one looks cool. If you um uh maybe it was was it the kid or was it the ready to run? Hemistorm did an unboxing and the thing's massive. Yeah, Ty just got one in too. He said it's pretty good size. Like it's a little bit bigger than the SMT ten. Yeah, that's what I've seen. I thought the SMT ten was cool. It it was. I mean I still have both of mine. Yeah, one. I don't know. I think it's kind of neat. Like, if I had just disposable income and just was on a mad building spree, I'd probably try building another monster truck and get something going out at Die Hard for all the monster truck owners. But as it stands right now, I'm already so overextended with time. We do have a cool thing coming up, though, that we've been talking about for an event that I don't know if you followed any of that, Adam, but the Havoc-style racing. We're going to try and do I'm an event similar to that. I believe I saw a post about that. Yeah, so that's something cool that we've been looking into doing. Um, I don't know. What else? Would you get into questions, then? Probably get into questions, yeah. I'm not seeing anything... Uh anything really going on i did i didn't notice at first that the rift is also available in orange which i thought was kind of yes. cool i can i was looking at that and i think i kind of like the orange one better than the uh traditional black i just kind of different i liked it too the problem is is that when you get something like that to do product shots and everything like the black's kind of the one to get oh I no totally totally which is a better like from an enthusiast standpoint, that's a huge bummer because I really like the orange one. Cause I, I, one of the things that I always thought was kind of neat looking about rock bouncers is like super bright powder coated chassis, you know, that are just really elaborate and stuff like that. So yeah. like as soon as I saw the orange one, I was like, okay, that looks way more like something you would typically see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we can go and get into questions. Uh, so the first one is from, Alex Sims, he says, what are some scale details that work on paper but are less desirable once you have them? For example, I had turn signals on my crawler, but using a signal for every single turn while going through the wilderness looks silly as hell. Seems like adding a sound kit or smoking exhaust have similar issues where the novelty factor wears off quickly. Sound kit does seem neat, though. It's neat, but after having one, you're pretty much sick of it after 
45 seconds of runtime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it just ends up being a distraction. So it's like, yeah, okay. That's like, I'll never forget. Todd Norton put one in one of his trucks and we're on the trail. And, and it, what, what's funny is like, we used to go to these events and there was a lot of bottlenecking. So like if you stopped and you stopped running, the thing would do like an idle and then eventually shut off and this will go quiet. Then as soon as you had to nudge forward for a second, you and you're like, Oh, come on. Like I was at one point we were like, we all stopped and turn around. We're like, dude, unplug that thing. We were so tired of hearing that. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt that just by myself, not around anyone. I was like, okay, I'm over this already. <laughs> They're yeah. cool, you know, they have their place. Um, I mean, I could totally see what he means about like the turn signal. I, I never that stuff never really appealed to me because that it's the exact like statement that he's making. You're in the you're supposed to be on the trail. Who uses their turn signal when they're turning right down the trail? You know, nobody like you don't that just doesn't happen. Like I understand that, yeah, it's cool, whatever, but it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't serve a purpose. Um, even, even the light kits where like your headlights get dimmer when you, um, drive, uh, and then when you stop, they get brighter and, or the taillights, I know do the same thing or something along those lines. That's passable. Um, cause you do see a lot of people riding brakes and you will see your brakes working when you're off road. Um, what else is a good idea on paper, but doesn't, work in the real world i don't know i think he kind of covered a lot of them because a lot of exterior scale details i would say that avoid spending a lot of money on exterior scale details because they just usually end up in your pocket yeah that is true i remember when i first wanted to put um mirrors on one of my chevy builds and I got all excited. I spent all this time. I converted these Tamiya Ford ones to look like uh, Chevy mirrors. I, you know, added some material to them, made them more square instead of the round um, posts. And first trip out, knocked them off. the The glue held, and the the base of the mirror was still there, but the end of the mirror was gone. <laughs> I was like. I went through all that for this. And uh, that's when I was like, all right, I'm over it. It's rough, dude. Like <laughs> mirrors are one of those things too, that after you've put them on a couple rigs, if you build something that doesn't have mirrors, it just doesn't look right. You know? And it's really frustrating because that's always like one of the first things that break yeah. off. You Honestly, know? Like, that was going to be my answer was mirrors. Like, yeah, it's not like a, on paper, it's not even that crazy of a detail, but damn, I hate picking them up. Yeah, it's it's like I noticed with like the trail runner and stuff. Like, I basically just it, associated uses pins with like a little press fit washer on the backside, rather than like a screw like what Axial uses. And so, the short version of the story is the mirrors fall off a lot. So. <laughs> And that's just on the trail runner. It's a little different setup than the other ones, but I ended up like just dipping the whole end of it in shoe goo and just sticking it onto the side of the car and then putting things on the backside. Cause yeah. otherwise it's yeah, you know, they come off and then you're buying this whole giant parts tree for like 15 bucks just to get it one mirror. And 
it's well i was actually pretty impressed with i do got to say the scx 10 2 mirrors always you'd almost tear them off or end up tearing the body um especially on like the 2017 jk because the body was so thin that you're hung up it would just tear the chunk off um the 10 3 mirrors are actually interesting it's only got the one i believe it's a screw that holds it in there i could be wrong it could be a body pin similar to what you're talking about with the element but the upper part is just a dimple that goes in the body so if it actually does get hung up and like it flexes it'll actually like spin and pivot instead of like staying fixed and then you just got to like twist it until it pops back into the you know little dimple that holds it in the upright position so i thought that was kind of cool um but yeah the mirrors i'm always worried like you can always see it it's just it's actually it's almost like watching the people who wheel their their real rigs out there like you see them and they're getting real close to the rock and they're watching their mirror and as soon as it starts like scraping and then it just kind of just busts and explodes um it's kind of like the same thing with the cars yeah you know the xj body actually had some decent mirrors though yeah i've used those on a lot of toyota like proline toyota bodies but those actually stayed on really well and they weren't super fragile or anything but exactly yeah. I think mirrors, like you said, Trav, are just kind of one of those things that, yeah, they're cool, but they're just, like, far from practical to try and drive with. Yeah, and it's really frustrating because, like you said, it looks, it does look weird when you don't have them, like, yeah. especially if it's something you're, like, accustomed to doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, next question was from Ryan Crowley. He said... Uh, he had one for each of us. He said, Jay, break down your pinching process on those rad Lexan bodies, brother. Oh boy. We'll start off with that <laughs> one. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't have it perfected because you, I, I'm still getting like a weird, like buckle in the kind of like, I don't know what you would call it for lack of a better term, like armpit area or like you know, where the two cuts come together, basically, you know, like the slice of the pizza that you're taking out of the hood, you know? So like when you make your cut, you cut the hood to the shape that you want, you've trimmed your fenders flat, and then you go to pull the fenders in towards the grill. I'm still getting like a weird little buckle. And since I run wraps, like I can cheat on some stuff. So like I just fall on to like a, file and just filed that buckle that nub little mound that it makes i filed that down some and then wrapped it and it was fine but no like when you're pinching stuff like that um with lexan i just layer it with shugu and drywall tape like you would fiberglass cloth and resin like same principle and i usually do a layer of shugu one piece of tape another layer of shugu another piece of tape, another layer of shoe, and I call it good. Like I've never had anything come apart just with two layers like that. Man, you're, you put way more uh, effort into that than I do. <laughs> I should show you, well, cause what I did with, um, cause I've only pinched one Lexan body and that was the blazer body that I skinned my Wraith with. And what I did was once I knew where I wanted it to be, I put shugu there. I left enough material underneath, left shugu there. Then I kind of just clamped it together while it was drying. Then the next day, I just add a little more shugu at the 
seam on the bottom side and called it a day. And that thing's never come apart. It's probably a lot lighter than what I did. <laughs> so I mean, I've, I've done what you're talking about to repair stuff, but I usually only put like Shugu in one layer of, you know, that uh, the drywall mesh. Yeah. Well, in my defense, I only wanted to do it once and then never have to touch the thing ever again. <laughs> and so that's pro- why I probably kind of went like a little bit overkill on it, but. I don't know. I mean, the, the the one thing that made it actually easy, and this is actually like a huge detail that I completely didn't mention, is I used a lot of duct tape on the outside of it to make sure that thing didn't move whatsoever. Like that body had like a cast made out of duct tape on it, like holding it together Why I did all this so that it didn't move. Because like I said, I, I only wanted to do it one time and then never have to deal with it ever again in my life, so... That's why yeah. it up the way it did. I'm not a patient builder. I'm not like a, I'm not a patient <laughs> doing any of this stuff. Like for as detail oriented as some of the stuff that I do is, like I just don't like doing it. I don't like stuff that takes a lot of time because there's always other stuff to be doing. Well, what's funny is. I've actually started developing the whole patient thing only because due to my work schedule, because now that like I'm, I'm, I basically work from seven 30 to three 30 every day. And then from three 30 to like dinner time, it's either grab material, charge batteries, whatever you need to do for, you know, the next day. So it's like the perfect timing while all that stuff's happening. I could like do one little thing. Like it's like, Oh, okay. I need to swap some tires over. And then you just do it. And you're like, all right, I got one thing done. It wasn't like too like crazy, but you know that you accomplished something and you can move on the days where I used to spend, like I get up and be like, all right, I got to build something. I'm going to spend eight hours building something. I can't do it anymore. I just can't physically do it anymore. It gets, I mean, I don't know, like, I, part of it is because I have arthritis in my hands really bad and like my fingers hurt really, really bad all the time now, especially like where my thumbs are, like the joints and stuff that are there, like, especially like the knuckle that's like right next to your wrist bone or your thumb, like there's a lot of pain that's there. So like I'm using scissors all day, you know, cutting stuff out of sheets and everything, you know, with vinyl for work and stuff and like working on stuff and like trying to do like little, you know, little scale details and everything is just, it's getting so much harder right now. And it's just so time consuming that it's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm just not patient. Like I don't like building kits anyway. It's like building kits sucks, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, even projects lately, like I just have, there's a lot that I want to do and I'm just having a lot of trouble, like being patient enough to sit down and finish it because. Well, are you, are you ready for this one? Did I even tell you about my, my, well, I guess we, I don't know if I should double back to this and we get through the questions first or like piggyback off of your patient building talk. Oh, I don't care. Just let it rip tater chip. All right. So basically, remember the rig I showed you with the cheetah print seat? Yeah. Okay, so I nicknamed that one the beater because it was my first hard body build. I heat, you know, I uh, heated up the plastic. I rolled like tools into the door to look like, you know, he's been going through rocks and it got pinched and, you know, scraped and all this that and the other and 
you know, it was a fun build. Well, looking back on it now, you know, like a lot of people do, they build off of like, you know, the SCX 10, two or three or the element enduro. And if you think about it, all those rigs are linked and you're putting these, like you're supposed to be putting these older, like K series pickup trucks, which I'm not saying some of them haven't been converted to a four link front and rear, but the majority of them are still leaf sprung. So I was like, I'd really like to build another hard body like Chevy truck with leaf springs. But I still want to tr- attempt to make it work halfway decent. Yeah. So that's my challenge that I'm up to. It was funny because I was on the phone with Ryan Crowley one night and I told him about all this. And he said, wow, you're going to have a lot of decisions to make because having it look scale, having it work decently and being a hard body <laughs> on on leaf springs that's a he goes that, that, that's a lot to get to work and mesh together you might be you may be behind the eight ball on this <laughs> but i'm gonna try um you know i just like i said i'm just gonna see where it goes but i've been starting to accumulate parts for it like i already got a lot of the leaf well and that was the other thing too that was a little like disheartening was i was like all right i'm gonna do this off of an rc four-wheel drive um, SCX 10 to leaf spring conversion kit. You know, that's discontinued already. Dude, it's not even been a year. Discontinued. How? I don't know. I don't like it when stuff gets discontinued. That bugs me. Makes you so, wonder if sales I, I were get really it, that bad. Same time, everybody discontinues the stuff that I want. Well, so like, I just was like, well, now that kind of sucks because originally like i was like that kind of took all the guesswork out of everything you know like i was kind of had i had a you know foundation to start with now yeah. i'm kind of now i'm kind of like inventing my own kit so basically i found a guy on um shapeways who sells a lot of leaf spring conversion stuff like he like i've actually been eyeballing a lot of it for a long time because before the rc4 drive kit came out I, you know, was kind of looking that direction because I said, I don't know any other way that I'm going to be able to make this work without that. So I went ahead and pulled the trigger, got a lot of the, the chassis mounted parts. And I mind you, the chassis mounted parts are 3D printed. So we'll see how well those hold up to working. But um, everything else, like all your shackles you use are going to be like RC foil drive, you know, metal shackles. So those will be you know, a little more robust. And the cool part was the actual leaf spring, I guess you could say perches or mounts that go to the axle. They only offer them in 3d printed metal. So I thought that was pretty cool. Cause it gives you some downward weight because everything that I've kind of like all the research I've compelled on leaf sprung rigs, low weight seems to really help them shine because it allows the axle to want to actually move instead of just being one stiff thing going, you know, straight everywhere. Hey, did did you look at any of the JEC racing stuff? Because he has a lot of stuff for leaf springs. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, I just my I just like I said, I saw this and I just kind of was like, all right, I'm gonna give it a shot. You know, it spoke to you. It just you knew that's what you wanted. Yeah, sorta. 
I wouldn't say it spoke to me, but it was something that I followed for a while. There was something with the JEC. I forget what it was that I wasn't fond of. I'd have to go pull them up again and look at it. But um, I think at the time it was something about maybe was it a lot of it was brass. Yeah, he does offer a lot of that in brass, but it, like I don't know if he still does, but for a while there I did see him have some aluminum uh not leaf perches but basically you know like the mount that goes on the axle yeah well see and that's the thing if i'm not mistaken i think he only i don't know if he actually makes the leaf spring parts for the um for the for the chassis part i do know he makes the leaf mounts for the axle but i don't know if he actually makes the parts for the chassis i think he only does the axle if i remember see, that's and that was part of the reason why I was like, oh, I'll just get everything from one spot. Um, that RC four wheel drive kit would have been nice because honestly, like when I tried doing leafs on the Ram Charger, that was not like an easy thing to figure out necessarily. Like it's definitely there's definitely way more thought that goes into that than just throwing some links on something, some shocks, and so that, you know, being good to go. Yeah, see, and that's and that's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, it would have taken a lot of the guesswork out, but hey, it is what it is. So, but um, yeah, no, I'm on his thing right now. Yeah, he doesn't have. So far, I've made it all the way to page nine. He only has the axle, but the crazy thing is, he comes up with leaf. See, this is the thing, and it's I'm not knocking anybody. Like, you know, like if you like it and you think it's, you know, there's gonna be a market for it. That's cool. But like the stuff that like kind of like throws me off is the fact that like he makes a set of leaf spring um, axle mounts for the Vanquish Rock Jock Curries. When are you going to see Rock Jock Curries under a leaf sprung rig? Yeah, you never would. So it's like, especially the portal ones too. He's got ones for the portal ones. And it's like, that's, I mean, like, I get it. It's cool. But I just don't see there being scale wise it's like the dudes that are just putting 3d printed motors in the back of like everything like even the bomber like just regardless of the fact that the bomber is you know engines up front in the real one they're just throwing engines in the back of everything out there like i've even seen it for the gatekeeper it's like you guys just don't follow motorsports do you like you just <laughs> there's a lot i mean that's cool you know be inventive and use your imagination and stuff but it's it's like you can do all that like don't expect people to think it's like super scale or anything because it's just not something you see in real life but you know whatever i mean teach their own you can do whatever you feel like obviously but i mean it's like you're definitely kind of straying away from realism at some point when you start doing some of this stuff yeah so yep so in a nutshell that's my goal and i instead of using the clawed body this time because that's part of the reason why i don't run that truck that often anymore is because the clawed body is like closer to one twelfth scale so i think i'm gonna do the rc foil drive blazer and then i'm gonna get the pickup truck conversion for oh, nice that'll be cool so yeah, so it'll be a, a, another long, slow, drawn-out build, but I'm trying to commit because I've been building too many Jeeps, so I need to get back to building some bow ties. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but we've been just, like, on this Toyota 
kick this last year. It's like, dude, I need to do something other than a Toyota. <laughs> like, I need to do a Jeep or something at some point. Well, the funny thing is, like, everything I've been doing is a Jeep. It's like I switched over from the from the Cherokee to the black and gold Jeep body just because I wanted to replicate something I saw online, which, I, you know, was cool. Then the SX-10 III came out, and I, you know, obviously kept that at the JL because that's the body that came with. And it's like, all right, there's two Jeeps, and then I'm almost done with the hard body JK, and I'm like, what's with all the Jeeps? <laughs> Why am I doing only Jeeps now? So I said, I got to do something else. And that's when I, like I said, it gave me the incentive um, to want to make something work. So I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to see where it goes. Um, the cool thing I got to say, though, about the front leaf spring hangers um, that I got off of Shapeways is he offers them in like multiple styles. And the style I went with is actually also a servo mount because I'm contemplating and throwing in because I only because I have one laying around an RC four wheel drive, the, um, or no, not RC four wheel drive. Um, drawing a blank now the SSD scale transmission. Oh, that'll be cool. So, and if you actually read SSD's statement about that going into your SCX 10, you need a, mount that turns your servo horizontal between the frame rails in order to clear right so you so, can go with one of those well no but that's what i'm saying so this guy's leaf spring oh, mount already done it he's already got the t the uh, ears are inside which in also my opinion adds a little more you know girth to that print so it's not going to be super fragile i don't think it's going to be like a super weak right it's in your servo is actually like a structural piece at that point exactly so we'll see we'll see how it goes oh i think that should be really good that'll so, be cool but anywho yeah i don't know i've i've got some build stuff planned but i don't know work's just been such to where i haven't really really been able to do a whole lot i hear yeah you. Sometime, sometime soon. I don't know. I've I've got a couple extra cross scout looking bodies that I used on our scout, and um, I was making some scout stripes for my friend Jared that lives over here, kind of like next town over, and started looking at different scouts, you know, on Google and everything. And man, there was a couple colors that were so rad, like there was a gold one that had black rally stripes that looked super, super good. Then there was a gloss white one with a lot of flat black striping. And there was just so many rad ones. And I just like kind of got scout fever all over again, because he's building a uh, VS 410. And so we were both kind of discussing our scout plans since we're, you know, kind of had it both on the brain at the same time. Sweet. That's cool. Everybody likes Trav's Bronco way more than the Scout, though. Like his, the Bronco gets way more love on social media than the Scout does, and I'm not it's, sure why that is. It's clean. Yeah, but I feel like both of them are like. I don't know if it's because I just don't like post the Scout very often. Yeah, I think you that's know? why. I it's kind of like the hidden car in our fleet. The Bronco, the Bronco got a lot of like 
a lot of postings, a lot of exposure. Bronco photographs really well too. I noticed the scout is a little more difficult to get it to look right. I like I actually thing. have to do like some editing to make it look super, super nice. The, we got lucky that when we went on our camping trip and did the ones in the riverbed, like those were the best pictures I've ever taken of any. He got some great stuff. I'm itching to make a video again really bad. I know. I, I really want to because I got the 90s rig to do some video of. We got the moon buggy we need to get video of. I think we um, need to plan a day soon then. Or yeah, something. trail runner, the gray, the cement gray trail runner. We have absolutely no running f- pictures or video of that thing. Yeah, you're Everything right. Static shots. So we need, yeah, it sounds like we kind of need a, a day to like build up our social media reserves so that we've got stuff to post for like the next three or four weeks. Well, yeah, because I mean, we need to go shoot it and then I need to spend a couple weeks editing all of it and then get it all yeah. ready to go yeah or hopefully get enough to where you can you know edit little clips together you know for you know to have stuff for the next couple weeks oh yeah yeah no i i think it's time to time to get going on one of those sounds good um it's it's weird that we like i don't understand like i've heard various things from different people as far as like the length of what videos need to be but man we've had really good luck with very very short clips versus like three minute long well-produced stuff really strange well i mean so there's a lot of reasons for that because like you can't the short passing stuff can grab somebody just real quick who's scrolling through like if it takes a couple minutes not everybody wants to stop what they're doing and watch it and then if you right. don't have, like, already, like, a consistent, like, big YouTube following, they're not going to, like, come look for your new video or anything like that. And your engagement's right. kind of low. Like, YouTube's really hard to get down. And so, like, that's kind of just one of the things that, like, we still have to build up that we haven't really been doing is, like, like in theory, with the stuff that we do, we should have a pretty rad YouTube channel. But it just takes so much work. Yeah, Man. that's the hard part, you know. It's like didn't focus enough on Facebook, so then we start focusing on Facebook, and then wasn't paying attention. The to problem, you know. Well, like the problem is so. In the here's the big problem. The problem is, is I don't have anywhere for me to go here. Right. Every like I don't have any local crawling spots to get good video at, and that's my problem. Like I could totally go, at least in this in the spring or summer, or wherever. Like I could honestly go shoot a video and spend an hour filming or something somewhere after work, like at any given point, but I've got nowhere within an hour near me. Like I either have to go all the way up to Anacortes, which is like an hour and a half from me or I've got to go East, you know, hope I can find, you know, maybe I can find something over in uh like, you know, along like highway nine or something like that. Like that's my problem. And that's one of the things that's like, that's really like put a stop to that is like i'd love i like i would love to be like still making content like making videos and stuff like that and continuing that but like i mean i have to essentially plan a whole day to go find something at this point because otherwise like i've I've got nowhere i can go and yeah. I also too like i'm not even that really excited about going to a place like cap sandy because i feel like we've gone there so much that there's only so much more content i can get yeah, that's why the next place I'm going to go is either going to be Deception Pass or Erie. I've seen probably, yeah, probably Deception Pass. Well, and I've never shot either of those. So that's like 
that those are the places that we need to go. I I like I'm, Deception I'm sick of Path that. because it's really private. You know, like you're kind yeah. of just back in there. There's not a lot of foot traffic or anything. You don't look like an idiot, you know, if you're laying on the ground trying to get a shot. So that that's probably where I'm going to go just because I don't want to be you know, like around people or have somebody's like leg in the video or shot or, you know, and that's why like, you know, we've had some friends are like, you know, Hey, how come you didn't invite me or anything? It's like, well, honestly, dude, like trying to get out and get some good photos and stuff. Like it's a pain in the ass to do with other people unless they're working on something with you because you're always in the shot, you know, like your rig is, or like, I've got this great shot or, you know, and it's got you leaning down, fixing something with your butt crack hanging out, you know, like there's just (laughs) always something going on. So it's like, you know, when you're doing stuff for work, it's way better to go by yourself and like go on a weekday so that there's nobody around. And I mean, like we finally had a little bit of decent weather here. And I mean, like every day since like the middle of last week, I've been like, okay, you know what, today I'm going to go and, you know, go spend the first half of the day getting like some content and some photos and stuff. And I keep saying it and it just never happens. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's work. And I think yeah, that, that people kind of don't get that sometimes. Like, I, I mean, we, we've said this before, but like, it really doesn't matter the type of work we do or the industry or anything like that. Like at the end of the day, it's still work. And so we need to do things for work. And yeah. So, yeah. So if and I need to go shoot, you... I like, like if I didn't invite you, it's nothing personal. It's I'm working. Like I'm not going there to have fun and have a good time. Like I need, yeah, or I need like, to get something I'm on done. Facebook and somebody wants to like shoot the shit and talk, you know, and it's like, they'll send me a message on messenger and then like, you know, question mark something, you know, cause I haven't replied. And it's like, <sighs> it's like, man, like, you know, just cause I'm on Facebook doesn't mean I'm trying to be like social or anything. I'm just, trying you know i'm i'm addressing a question or a comment or something like that for work and you know like there's days that i'll spend you know two or three hours throughout the day just on and off of facebook answering questions and just doing the things that i need to do on there because it's something that's proven that you know we need to be present and active on that social media platform because we're that's where a lot of our business is getting driven from and so Yeah, there's some stuff that some people are going to argue isn't work, but at the same time, it's like it's still like a task that needs to be accomplished for work. And like there was a guy not too long ago that was like, what's going on? You know, I got an email from you and you were just really, really short. And it's like, like, (laughs) man, like. Number one, that was probably me. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just. No, I mean, it was, it was me, but here's the thing. It's like when you're Facebook friends, you're not necessarily real life friends. Like you might BS a little bit on Facebook and stuff, but like when it's an email and you're asking about like, you know, something you want to have done for work and stuff like that, it's like, you know, you sounded really cold or this or that. It's like, I, I don't have the time or like the energy within myself necessarily even to have this like really personal interaction with every single person, because it's like the last time I checked, like on our Shopify, like we have like 40 open orders. It's like, no dude, like I'm emailing you like 
this is what's up. I need this from you, whatever, or take a look at this. If it looks okay, I'm going to print it, you know, or, you know, if I'm answering a question, I'll be like, we don't currently do this. And then on to the next thing. It's like, it's not something that's personal. It's the fact that it's like, no, this is like my job. And there's 40 of you needing something from me right now. And I can't have this like buddy interaction all the time and be bros and friends and chat. It, it just, it doesn't fit into my schedule, you know, and and I can't, I can't do that with everybody either because it's like, I'm not, I'm not like an overly friendly person to begin with. And so I don't like small talk. I don't want to hear about your story of like going to the dunes with your monster truck and it did this big wheelie or you crashed something the other day and it was so crazy. And it's like, I, I don't care. Like I, I have so much other stuff that needs to be done that it's like, you can't expect that you're going to get that from me just because we're like Facebook friends or something. Like I've never met you. I'm, you know, you can't, it's just impossible for somebody to like give that much of themselves to all of these different people that are demanding something from you. And the whole like buddy, buddy friend thing is really, really hard to do when you've got like a lot of people to focus on customers that you've got to interact with and give attention to. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, I don't know. It's just, it's hard. People don't understand the job. They think that it's all playing and not any serious thought behind it or planning or money or anything like that. Like, Yeah. 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 I mean, people never will, though, and that's, the, I guess, kind of the thing. Um, we got sidetracked off questions a little bit. Yeah, but... sorry. No, it's all right. Um, Ryan had another one. This one was for me. He said, Travis, how is that new rig of yours? I don't know what you're talking about, actually, because I don't have a new rig. Um, I just have the Bronco and I have the uh, power wagon and still, and that's it. Um, yeah, gatekeeper, I haven't even built for you yet. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, like, yeah, that that's all. Nothing, nothing new, nothing new. Um, unless I said something at some point that gave that that uh, that alluded to me having one, but. Uh, well, no, not long ago, I had talked about giving you the Bronco, and so maybe that that's what he might be referring to. I feel like that was, oh, maybe so. Yeah, I guess we didn't make it that public. But I, he may not realize how long ago that was that I actually had done that. Yeah, I've had the Bronco since, like, July or August. Yeah. Um, Adam, the Rift, uh, is it the way? Those axles, though. Huh? Well, I think I already... Uh, answered this when we talked about it earlier i think he's talking about you know there is something that's a little off about you know they are a 14 bolt but it's a little off like it's something just looks a little off about it so um and also the fact that they are an ar60 with they're not an scx10 with um i've had a conversation with ryan about that you know finding an scx10 you know uh 14 bolt uh would be cool but yeah yeah um and then he says killing it like no other on this show thanks guys um moving on it we've got chris trudeau he says uh links bent versus straight i've seen people run them bent all around what's the deal are these better in comp situations versus regular trail driving and then he goes on to list some combos he says uh uh, bent front, straight rear, straight front, bent rear, bent driver's side, straight on the passenger side. Kidding. Uh, does the type of terrain matter? Like 
climbing with lots of like breakover versus just trailing. Um, and then he has a separate question after I'll ask in a minute. So yeah, I mean, what's, this is something actually, I think that, that, um, dad and I were talking not that long ago about, um, Oh yeah. Cause some people are putting the bent leaks on the top. Yeah. Use it, putting the bent leaks on the uppers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which what's... I get it. Like the element kit doesn't come with instructions. So like, I, I understand if they don't know where the links go. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put I'll have I'll put my hand up. I struggled pretty hard with the uh, bent links, but yeah, um, yeah. I like driving with bent links. They work really good. I don't like the fact that they don't look scale, you know. But I I don't know. They they work great and they do give you a lot of extra clearance and you've got more contact patch with the tire and everything because of your brake over. So, well, that's not necessarily true about the scale. Um, there are a handful of like really well-built rigs out there um, in the one-to-one world that have bent links. Um, Weird. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's not unheard of. I mean, it's, it's more common to see the straight, you know, links, but it's not unheard of to see bent ones. Huh? Crazy. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd never seen it. So I just was like, but they're not severely bent. Like, the RC ones. Let's put it that way. Like there's like a little bit of a bend up and then to the, you know, to the belly pan versus like some of these that we see, you know, you're doing like a, almost like a 22 and a half degree bend and then it goes to the belly pan. That's, it's a little extreme. Yeah. Like I think if you're doing trailing and stuff, just, I mean, if you want them cool, but they're not going to do you a whole lot of good, maybe on some roots or some rocks and stuff. I don't know. I mean, really the only reason to go to them is clearance. I mean, that's, that's really the only reason why. And I personally, I don't like them on everything. Like I've got them on like my comp truck, but I'm not going to put them on like the scout or something. Like yeah. That. Um, and then he says, perhaps a crawling vocabulary segment similar to the TSR um, like word of the week, only crawling specific uh, missed you guys. We could do something like that. The only thing is one, we'd have to put some effort and thought into it. And I think we'd all forget. And two, um, <laughs> between, between the two shows combined, I think that at least with me, sometimes I start a little bit more drama than I, that I, I tend to with the shows. So the last thing I want to do is uh, get accused of stealing a segment. So yeah, it's just, it's not as fun yeah, as it would be. I think we'd be over it. Yeah. I, I can't be trusted to take something like that seriously anyway. So it's best that I just don't even do it. Well, that's, that's true too. Yeah. So in a way we're kind of doing you guys a favor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick LaRusso, he says, welcome back. Hope you're all rested. Will Adam be getting a rift? I would like to. I just don't think it's going to happen as quickly as maybe some people would think. Um, I got money going towards other projects right now, so that money going towards the rift, I just don't see it happening right now. Fair enough. We're getting um, one though, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I think everyone's like like shocked when you guys say you're gonna get a rift because they know that you're, you know. Yeah, it's it's just a template. Like it's got panels. I'd be an idiot not to do, you know, to offer stuff for it. It's gonna be pretty popular. So yeah, yeah. 
we have to get. I mean, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Whether it'll get driven a lot, that's a different story. It probably won't. It'll probably just sit. Like, I mean, we've had a UMG 6x6 since October, and it's never been driven. You can send it to me, and I'll drive it for you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just sitting on the shelf above my head, and the bed of it is full of parts that are supposed to go on it and haven't. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ian Hansen, he says, what sort of rad plans do you have in the works for the diehard scale RC park this spring? Havoc racing. That'll be one of the new things. That's going to be pretty fun. Really? The only thing I know of that's been talked about. Also, he's still the only guy I've seen with the trail King. Yeah, I know. Same here. Ian. I like it when Ian pops up every now and then we need to see more Ian this year. Come out Ian. Yes. Have fun. Um, this one is from Aiden Burke. He says, I can think this one's for me. He says, should Dakota smash Spencer out of the way of the first lap of Q1 at SIC? Well, SIC has already happened <laughs> at this point. Um, Aiden, Aiden is a, uh, is the host of the extra lap RC podcast over in the UK. Oh, okay. um, and so, yeah, I watched that video a couple times, uh, like right when that had all come out. Um, I, it was kind of a weird one for me because I kind of looked at it as those two were colliding on the racing line. Like both of them were just committing to cutting the other one. Both of them were converging on the racing line and were expecting the other one to pull out of it. And then neither of them did. And yeah, since at that point it's a racing incident, right? I, th- that was kind of my thought. Like I thought it was kind of dumb by both of them, but like, I mean, in a way, like as much as people hate to hear it, I do kind of think it was incidental contact. I don't know why Spencer came down as much as he did. It wasn't like an aggressive, like Spencer came down and took him out because like that was such a, like a, a 50, 50 shot of Spencer getting flown off the track instead of Dakota. So people, I I mean, honestly, I know, I know people are going to start thinking I have the AE bias because of this. And then the fact that I absolutely tore Brock Champlin a new one on my podcast last week for his departure from them. But I, I think that um, it was one of those just weird things where like, like Dakota, Dakota got like a crazy amount of drive coming out onto the straightaway. And so he was definitely setting himself up to have that inside pass line for the next turn. And so Spencer was closing that door. And so, yeah, like neither of them wanted to back out. I don't, it, the, the turn in didn't look aggressive enough for me to say it was a takeout. I just think that it was kind of one of those things where neither of them wanted to give in. And then unfortunately that's what happened. And like Dakota just got the bad end of it. Like that absolutely could have gone the way with Spencer just flying off the track too. So yeah, I don't know. I mean that, that one seemed a little bit blown out of proportion, but it's also like, this is something that Spencer has a reputation for and it's a E versus low C and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's, there was, there was kind of fuel already there. It didn't happen yeah. at SIC. So, I mean, I, I guess it, I mean, at the end of the day, it ends up always being sort of water under the bridge. I think what people don't understand is how hard it is to actually take somebody out with an RC car without jacking yourself up in the process. Like, I I think the odds are like slightly worse even than 50-50 of surviving a takeout that you're going to instigate because that stuff rarely ends good anyways so 
No, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I think it was A2 or A3 of two-wheel drive at Walla Walla in 2016. Um, I spent one of my A-mains doing nothing but trying to take E-Clip out. And I had a really bad time trying to do it. Well, it's super commendable of you, though. I did my best. Yeah, like, I just unfortunately, <laughs> I came up short. Things and, have been quiet on the Eclipse front for a long time now. <laughs> well, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if anybody knows the legend of Eclipse, then, yeah, I mean. We'll save that for a future show. Oh, uh, hopefully never. But sure. <laughs> hopefully never. Uh, a couple of <laughs> people keep telling me I need to try and bring him out of the, onto track walk. But I. Oh, my God. I don't. can't. I can't in good conscience put something like that. Ha- like, I can't make that happen. No, like uh, giving somebody like that a forum to. Voice you can't their... give someone like that a platform, but also like, I mean, that's, yeah. that doesn't help anything. That's just making things worse. And I've been very much an advocate of uh, being anti-Eclip, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, different time thing, but like, you yeah. tore somebody apart on your podcast, huh? Oh, Man, people okay. in scale RC would not be able to handle somebody being. Uh, okay. If we criticize someone on this show, people's minds would explode because you can't, you know, that's just unacceptable. So, uh, all right, I'll give you the cliff notes. The The cliff notes were, is that like, that there's a, you know, a young, a young kid. He's like, I think 18 or 19 now at the absolute oldest. He's a year removed from high school. His name is Brock Champlin. He is a, a really good, like, uh, like 10 scale carpet racer. And, and he's good on claim. He's good. He's fast at just about everything. Right. And he was getting paid by EE. Well, long story short, mid-contract, he goes to Associated super unhappy and, and tries to leverage a raise out of him because he felt that he should have been paid a lot more and he was unhappy with the situation and that they didn't use his feedback or anything else. And so with a year left on his contract, he goes to them and goes, you know, I'll, you know, here's, here's your opportunity to give me more money. And they said, no. And released him, and so he he bought himself out of his contract, and um, you know made this big old post about everything about how it was this or that, and calling out AE for this and that and everything else, and thought that you know that he was you know like he was you know thought he was worth more than what he was getting, and that he didn't have the support from the team or whatever. It's the support thing, like I can understand. Sometimes people don't get like have good fits. Uh, but he was talking about us and, and it just kind of like tore everybody apart. And I was, my whole thing was just like, I mean, I don't know, like that's kind of a bold. And like the thing, the thing about this guy, like this is the, this was like my main point was like to go to a do, to do this to a place like associated who like their number one driver is a two time world champion before the age of like 21 or 22. And so the bar has been set. You're going to go to them not having won anything, tell them that you're worth more than you think you're getting. <laughs> and that you're, and then you're confused why they say no, you know, especially when they let a four time or I mean, there's a lot of debate on how this went out, but I mean, there was a four time world champion in Ryan Cavallari that, that AE said sayonara to. And, what? you know, I mean, like that, like that, I mean, I was like, I was like, what, what, what was going through your mind at that point? Like who gave you the, like the advice to do that? Because I wasn't smart. And so my whole thing was like, I mean, like you just, like, number one, if you're going to chase the money in RC, you're doing a bad thing to it. But two is like, you haven't done anything to leverage that. I was like, three, like, you're 19. 
And like, I, I wasn't trying to get like personal or whatever, but I mean like the dude, the kid drives like a black, like a black, like AMG C class, like a really nice car for his like first car and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm, I honestly, like I had to kind of take the position of like, this guy doesn't have a, a concept of money and its value. Yeah, probably you know. not. Yeah, and so I was just like, I mean, like that doesn't paint a good picture this early in your career. As like, because then like, what happens next is like, where do you go? I was like, why not just finish out your contract and then just go somewhere else, and then you don't have to do any of that. At what point are people gonna see the error in lighting up your former sponsor online? Like, that is such great incentive yeah like i mean that was other brand to never touch you again because wow we don't want to pick this guy up because if things don't go exactly his way he's gonna have a public freak out and light us up just like he did you know this brand so yeah what point are people gonna be like yeah that's a bad idea because nobody's gonna touch you yeah because i read through his post and then he had like another like talk it up tuesday on live rc where he kind of just went deeper into all that conversation and i looked at that and i was just like i just don't see how this reflects poorly on ae like this is just really doing a dent to your market value and 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 my like my thing was just like you know like if they're not going to listen to your support and stuff like that like there's one thing being unhappy and wanting to go somewhere else but it's like but if like look especially if like you're younger I was like, just because you're fast, like there's a lot of fast drivers. There's a lot of pro drivers who absolutely know nothing about setup. It's like, it doesn't mean you know anything about the cars. I was like, so they're not like obligated to listen to every bit of feedback that you give because there's a a healthy opportunity that your feedback might be wrong. Like it was just one of those things where I was like unhappy or not, whatever the situation was or not. I was like, there's like, it doesn't really matter if you were right. It's just how you handle that situation. That was my whole thing. I'm sure he's a nice enough kid. And by all accounts, he is. But like the the whole post was talking about like you know because like there were some rumors about how he had been fired because I guess he's had attitude problems and stuff in the past and the way he talked about that was like super unapologetic and I was just like you know like I I mean that was my whole thing I was just like I'm sure you're nice like I'm sure you're a good kid I'm sure like you know there's a lot of people that seem to like him and that's great I was like but I just think this was really dumb like that was and that was my whole thing because I was just like this is like. What did you expect to happen? Like, I, yeah, you know, like, I, sounds I a lot like that Yokomo squid up here that had the little freak out because they're, you know, they don't listen to him and take his input and advice on how to build RC cars, right? And like, we're talking about like a local aiming club racer that's never done shit with his life, and it's like he's mad that pillars and the whole Yokomo development team, like won't listen to his input. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so like the whole thing is just so laughable to begin with. It's like, okay. Like it kind of sounds like that. Like everybody's got an opinion and some sort of like advice or like some hot setup they think is really good, but like nobody ever asks the question of like, well, how are you qualified to make this assessment? Yeah you know like that's and that's kind of the big thing that people don't ask that they really should yeah yeah no i i i, yeah, I mean that was my whole thing was just like you know i like I'm, I'm telling you this as someone like who i in all honesty like i i do believe i have pretty decent business sense and that wasn't a very business conscious move you know yeah. that early in your career before you've done like i say like you don't have leverage like yeah, you know, there is no world championship. Yeah, I mean, chances are he was getting paid more money 
than now than he was when Spencer won his first world championship. I don't know that for a fact, but it's probably pretty likely just the way the industry works. That's not an industry where people make a lot of money. Like it sucks, but it's just, it is what it is. Like, you know, like you don't make anything until you win and that's, that's what you have to do. See, so yeah, that was my thing. But yeah, I think people, people might be thinking that, oh, we'll take you this and that or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's not, it's just, that's just the way the cards have been falling lately. Inflated self-worth. That is just something that is so prevalent with RC everywhere. Eh, the racing culture is pretty bad right now. So, I mean, scales that way too, though. You know, every like I said, everybody's an expert. So. I think the scale thing, to be perfectly honest with you, I haven't noticed it as much as the scale world. I mean, like I said, I've been on Facebook hiatus, so I guess I don't see it that much now. But like, I haven't noticed that much in the scale world as much as I just think that there's a lot of people who seem to know a lot about setup suddenly. Yeah. And they really, I mean, really they like tried one thing and they're like, Oh, this is good enough. And so they recommend it to people, which is the thing I don't understand. Especially when it's like, I mean, you're not asking the right questions. Like, is the terrain similar? Like, is I the think... weight of our truck similar? Like there's just so many things that factor in that people gloss over because honestly, I don't think they know enough about it to offer a decent explanation and so it's like you just get these like bullshit answers and product recommendations out of people that have absolutely no business giving them I, to begin with, well you know? yeah i think it's also a silent majority thing too though because i think there's a lot of people who do actually like not know and know they don't know and will go and read through those forums for answers i think as always there's always a couple people who like no matter what have to chime in and yeah. then that, that's the people that we see. And I think that's what kind of creates that problem. I think the racing world is a little bit on a worse step right now, just because of just the way, just the way it's just gone and just the way it continues to go. And it's just kind of, I mean, like the, the whole drag racing thing on top of that. So, I mean, like, I don't know, scale these days, at least from all, all my accounts, besides everyone being an engineer suddenly is, I mean, in all honesty, it seems like it's, it's gotten a lot mellower, which is cool. Um, that's just my impression. I don't know if you guys have seen any different, but I mean, I, it seems like it's been overall a happier place. Yeah. For the most part this week, <laughs> like I said, I said, as, as of late, I guess I wouldn't know, but yeah, no. I mean, yeah, no, it's just the typical dumb stuff, you know? Yeah. Everybody's an expert and men are terrible when it comes to admitting that, there might be something they don't know or that aren't an expert on. And so, you know, everybody has to kind of like puff their chests out and flex on everybody else with their scale knowledge. Yeah. Um, the last question we had was from on, on Instagram at dad's RC workbench. He says 3,800 KV motor too much for a crawler. I might get one for my gatekeeper, but worried about breaking parts. I don't know. I got a 3100 in mine with a three cell and you will definitely break parts if you don't um, exercise a little bit of restraint driving with it. Um, it a lot of it's going to depend on the electronics he has, but like I know like with the Tekken stuff with my 31, the way I've got it geared, like it can do everything from crawling to going fast and jumping stuff. And it doesn't have any heat issues or anything. So I, I kind of found that sweet spot. So I don't know, my gearing may work for you. If you're going with a big radical motor like that, um, I can't promise you anything because we're kind of working off a of limited information that you've given us here, but 
I went with uh, 28 pinion and 78 spur, and that seems to be the happy place with no heat issues with my gatekeeper, and it yeah. still can do just about anything you want it to. Yeah, I'm curious about the terrain because, like, I mean, I'm really happy with the power band you have in yours. So if it's anything like what we drive on, even remotely, or something mellower, like, I think that would be fine. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just controlling yourself because I I will totally admit, like, I have driven that thing like a complete jackass a couple times that I've taken it out, (laughs) and it's just because... It is so ungodly fast and has so much power that, like, it's really fun because it can do a lot of things that other cars can't. Like, you know, you can have a line and, like, double something in the middle of your crawling line. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's really, really fun. And so it's hard to, you know, act responsibly with that much. Yeah. Power. End of the day, power application is so key. A lot of people, a lot yeah. of people miss that. You'll be fine as long as you exercise some self control. That's probably the best advice I can give him. Yeah. Yeah, that's it for questions. So uh, do we want to talk about our plan here, what we're doing with, because we told everybody about uh, Patreon. So yeah, I think so. Talked about that, saying that people want to, are going to probably be interested in joining. Um, I'm trying to pull it up right now, actually. Patreon. Not scale or C show. There we go. I'm gonna log in really quick. Just make sure I've got the dollar figure right. Uh, All right. So, I guess I'll explain this since I've got the information sitting in front of me. (laughs) Um, Our Patreon, we get. about $54 a month right now. I think at one point it was as high as 72, I want to say, but currently we're at 54 a month. Um, We've taken money out really, I think, I mean, I, I quit taking money out a while ago to cover our subscription fee and stuff, you know, for Podbean. Um, But what we we did like give you some money for your microphone adam i think that was really about all we've done with our patreon yep okay so our current balance is 459 bucks um i'm not sure what they're going to take out of it when we withdraw it but what we decided with the way that our current client you know the current situation that everybody's dealing with in in the country right now as far as like travel and covid and everything that chances are it's going to be a little bit before adam gets up here because if you've been following the show we've been kind of just rat holing money away to pay for a plane ticket and stuff to get him up here to get some good content and have some fun and laughs um but it's probably not gonna happen for a while so we've decided to take that full balance and we are going to build a truck and we're going to give it away to one of our patrons so uh if you're currently a patron um this is like a big thank you for all the support that we've had from you guys and this is also to encourage people to become patrons because then we can do more fun stuff like this for you guys later on down the road too 
So we decided we're just going to blow all of it and put together something rad that is custom that each of us, you know, has kind of got some input on and put some effort into and, you know, it'll be this collaboration between the three of us and you guys will win a brand new rig. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know if you were going to say rig, I was going to start pulling their leg. I was going to say, yeah, we're just going to give you a big old uh, Tupperware box. We're going to put a bunch of our own decals on it and you get to (laughs) pull your collar in it. (laughs) And like, so understand too, like all you have to do to participate in this is just be a patron. Yeah. Yeah. There's no entering, there's no reposting and hashtagging and all that stuff. No hoop to jump through. It's just be a patron and you qualify. Be be a patron and win a build. So we're still working out all the details and stuff. Um, Yeah. We have no idea how long it's going to take because of just the nature of the way us three are right now with, you know, (laughs) how busy we are. Um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We can't promise a date or anything, but this is also something that you don't really want to do fast. You know, like this is something that we want to take our time with, like, you know, go around and do as much little detail stuff as we can and neat little tricks to it and things. And I mean, you know, we want to put a lot of ourselves into this and make something really, really cool for you guys. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. Um, please forgive us if we can't put a timeline to it, but uh, it'll be worth it though. I still would say that we, you'll definitely see it. I want to say before spring's over. Oh yeah. 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 It's I, I just, I can't promise like, you know, Oh, in the next two weeks, you know, you'll be able to, yeah. you know, like it could be two months. Honestly. It's not going to take us all of 2021, but yeah, we'd love to have it out even like even before spring, like, you know, but it's just, it's one of those things where I think we're, we're in the early stage of all this and we still have to, a lot of stuff to kind of evaluate, I think. So, and then obviously yeah, the like time. The theme. I mean, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made and you've got, you know, three people weighing in their opinion on what should go on it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff to consider and talk about. Like one of the things was, should we do something where it doesn't have a bunch of our sponsors stuff on it? Because, you know, I mean, we're not making any shameless like attempts or plugs that way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what the best way to handle it is. Like, it would be kind of cool to use brands that we don't typically use that we're not familiar with and that people wouldn't expect like, like if we did like pit bull tires and wheels on the thing, like people wouldn't see that coming, you know? So it's like, do we do that? Or do we put as much of our individual sponsors stuff on it as we possibly can, you know, yeah. like that there's a lot of little things like that, that we need to kind of figure out what we want to do. Lots to talk about. And then on top of that building it, but yeah, it should be pretty fun. So um yeah as we get closer to all that and i think we'll try and post updates and stuff along the way and everything else and then uh uh when it actually becomes time we'll we'll you know get the details ironed out about you know how you guys are going to find out if you won this thing yeah yeah we'll make sure that everybody knows exactly like what's going on and everything and when and really like unless you aren't a patron or like you end your subscription or pledging however you want to call it really i mean there's not a single thing for you to do in the meantime so yeah just wait just wait yeah. and hang tight yep so yeah we just wanted to let you guys know that that's something that we're gonna be doing here and just a little thank you yeah for 
So, yeah. Sick. Yep. So, um, yeah. I think we're probably yep. okay to wrap up. We're about an hour 46 in. So, yeah. If you guys great. are good to call tonight, then we can get on out of here. Sounds good to me. I got a whole bunch of stuff sitting here that needs to be done as soon as I get off of here. So Yeah, I got to throw this show together. So. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so. It's all good. All righty. Cool, guys. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, good, uh, good first show back, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yep. See you next week.